All right, welcome folks to another episode of Short and Sweet, the food cast that shows off all the great things about Cape Ann food and drink. I'm joined once again by Heather Atwood. How are you, Heather? I'm good, Corey. Great to be here. What a spot, huh? This is like America's postcard, right? The Great Marsh. It is yeah. absolutely gorgeous. And we want to thank JT Farnham's for hosting us today. And why not have Perry Salucci, the owner of JT Farnham's, as our special guest today. How are you? No, wait, I have to add one more thing. We do have a special guest out there in the marsh, that little heron. Yeah, so, we have a that blue was heron out there hanging out. Pointed out to us. Poked so. his head around here and there. Two special guests, yeah. Terry and our friend the heron. He knows where all the fresh seafood is. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Exactly. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us here, Terry. And, and um, first of all, congratulations on another year in business here, too. You've been here now for how long? 25 years. Yeah. And, and Farnham Stand itself, 78 years, I believe, since 1941, right? What well, was the Wilsons in 1941 well, to 44, and then, and then the Farnhams had it for 50 years, and they sold it to my husband and I in 1994. And you added your husband's Joe, yes, and you had the JT. JT Possessive, yeah. yes. And so, why was it important to you to, to keep the, the Farnhams name? They had such a wonderful reputation, and we didn't want to mess with that. Mm. We need to do what they were still doing make frying clams, frying fish, and that's what the, the customers wanted. So. We so stay with it. I want to know what inspired you to buy one of the most iconic restaurants in one of the most iconic spots in America. Well, at the time I was a stay-at-home mom. My children were going into uh, full-time school. My husband worked in high tech, and that industry was laying off. And I had always dreamed about having a deli, and I thought this could be the Walker Creek Deli. Of course, I found out that this is not Walker Creek. It's <laughs> Ebon Creek. Yeah. And as we were coming in to open the place and cleaning. People were knocking on the doors. When you open in, we want our clams. So I did add some deli things, but it's really all about the clams and the seafood. So now we don't really do the deli anymore. That was just a fantasy that I had, but this was a much greater, profitable, successful. That's so interesting. So you were living in Essex? Uh, West Gloucester. Okay. Yeah, my husband grew up in West Gloucester. Okay. So he grew up watching this place and you purchased the property, but thinking it would be a deli, not even thinking you would continue with clams. That was the idea. Wow. But it was quickly changed. We found out how important it was to have clams and keep it as was, as is. So you must have had to learn how to fry a clam. Yes, I had to learn how to fry a clam, bring onions, grind onion hearts. Um, had you had any experience in that before? I worked in a restaurant as a waitress, but no, I didn't have any experience. But I did come uh, while my children were in school and I would observe and watch and take notes and found out everything that they did. And then when we took over, we not only did what they did, but we did more and made it better. Mm -hmm. Better, yeah. Mm -hmm. so, I have one more question. Go right ahead. <laughs> was there a recipe that you, you know, purchased when you purchased the building? Was there the fried clam recipe? There was the secret recipe. Yeah. Um, most places do 100% uh, evaporated milk. We add stuff to that. Some recipes are 100% corn flour or pastry flour. We stayed with 100% corn flour. Mm. And it's just the wash that we dip it in is... is seasoned somehow. Seasoned. And uh, we talked about this before, but could you explain the evaporated milk part, like historically, why that's an ingredient? Maybe it's just um, what I learned. Yeah, I think it's what you learned because <laughs> I, the fresh milk or something. Wasn't I had learned available. that, yeah, when they were uh, first started to fry clams, no one had refrigeration, and they mm -hmm. everybody had canned milk. 
that was what people used regularly um, and that was what was on the shelf so it was just much more of a standard ingredient and I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. So, and that has endured. It has endured, yes. Yeah. yeah. So we we can't know what the seasoning is. Little hint of what the, is in your wash. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you have a question yeah. for me. Well, the, it, was, it wasn't the. I, I, well, I I think one thing that we talked about off camera too is how times have changed. The clam, the fried clam. Everyone comes up their black fried clams. We know that, but. In order to uh, appease the clientele, the tours, et cetera, et cetera, you've had to diversify your menu as well. We have. I found out what customers wanted. They, their diets had changed. People that come could eat fried clams or people that can't eat it because of their um, dietary needs. Mm -hmm. And they wanted fresh garden salads. They wanted fresh grilled fish. They wanted chowders. And we incorporated that into our menus. Um, we gave the customers what they've been wanting. You might get a customer that wants to eat fried clams and someone can't, and we had the fresh grilled fish, and we just put it on the grill and put it on a garden salad, and, and now we're able to accommodate many people. But I want to point out that your fried clams are gluten-free. They can be. It is upon request because we do put white flour on oh. our onion rings, and when we do put the clams in the wash, the onion rings do go in the same wash. Mm -hmm. So we can be gluten-free. They do have to request it and we will separate the wash, we'll separate the flour uh -huh. okay. for cross-contamination. It's only because of the white flour on onion rings. And they're probably great on that diet that has been named many things, but right now it's called the keto diet. Oh, right? I'm not aware of that one. I think it used to be South Beach mm -hmm. and then it was keto. Yep. Atkins, right? So, so just high protein. So this is a great place to go for a keto diet meal. That's so... Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm saying that's a good thing. That's all. Okay, good. That's all. Well, and I want to know the difference between um, you're using vegetable oil as well. We are. Uh, we used to do MV, mm -hmm. and again, customers wanted. Explain MV. MV is meat and vegetable, so it was half and half in a block. And as customers, you know, would ask, and again, they have dietary issues. We found that canola oil was gonna be uh, the more requested. So we do 100% canola oil now. Yeah. And we didn't find any change in the flavor. We've done some tests, tasters test, and to be honest with you, I can't tell the difference. Terry, almost on cue. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah, look. Uh, Coming over your left shoulder. Oops. Oh, uh -oh. Even Why don't I just break up the set? <gasps> Here we go. Look at this. Whoa, Unbelievable. This is so beautiful. Seafood chowder, seafood tacos. Yep. Okay, nice. Terry, talk us through this. What yeah. do we have here? Okay, so this is the latest addition to our menu that we've been following in the trend. We, husband and I go out for lunch and dinner, and he's always ordering the tacos. And he says, that's something that we should do. It's a popular item. Mm -hmm. So we introduced these four years ago, and they're probably our number four, number four seller. Second, the fourth to clam, scallops, and haddock. Ah. These will um, appease anyone that has a dietary restriction because it's not fried. The grill is blackened. Uh, we do put it on a um, flour say, like corn a shell. shell, but yeah. we also have corn tortillas that would be gluten-free. So we have people that come in just for our tacos. And that's so what we're trying to do. But are these baked or fried? Uh, the, the shell is fried. Okay. If you yeah. wanted it baked, we have an already made corn taco that's baked and that right. is gluten-free. Probably not quite as we delicious, do a homemade though. yes we do yeah. a homemade pico and a homemade aioli 
sauce that goes on it and people say this is better than some of the Mexican restaurants that we go to. And what kind of fish? This would be uh, fresh haddock and it's grilled. Nice, nice. And Terry, can you, do you have a relationship with the local clammers and boats or? Yes, we do. We have uh, local vendors. We work with uh, Ocean Crest in Gloucester. Yeah. And they're also the inventors of the Neptune Harvest, right. which is a f fish fertilizer, a plant fertilizer, and Ipswich Maritime, Ipswich Shellfish. Mm -hmm. So um, we have very good relationships with our vendors. They know how fussy my husband is. <laughs> if something gets delivered and it's not to his specification, they will get a phone call and it will get returned. So. Nobody likes to get things returned on Fridays. Yeah. So yeah, right, they right. know to make it right the first time. Okay, and we have a combo platter here. Yeah, this is a, uh, a combo that I made up special for you. It's called the Corey Special. Is it? Yeah, you can what, come in and ask for it. Which one is the Heather Special? Dipped in Budweiser? Yes. Budweiser. This is a filet of haddock. Uh, we also have some scallops and some fried lobster and some fried clams. You can order these each separately. Yeah. Um, the fried lobster is not on the fisherman's combo, but you could also order it as a two-way combo. Mm. So I have a question, a clam question. Can you explain clam strips to me? Yes, clam strips, it's a different um, species of clam. It's Chowder's here. dredged Ooh. out in the ocean. It's machine raked. They bring it in, they machine slice it, they discard their stomachs, and then they fry them up, which you probably know from Howard Johnson's. They were always a little frozen <laughs> fried clam strips. Right. These are fresh, that most of them come out of the New Bedford area. But they're not coming out of these waters. They're no, in deep it's water. Deep water. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So entirely different clam. Entirely different, yeah. but still delicious. Oh yeah, in this trip. So, but yes. the bellies. When you order the bellies, you're getting the local clams. Yes, those are native to our area. They're dug at low tide. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And do you have any? Um, there's so many environmental issues right now. You know, we just had a red tide scare, Closure, I think, yes. right? And the green crabs, which I've written about a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think they're impacting you too much anymore. Anymore? Oh, they are. Oh, yes. they are. Oh. Yeah. So do you worry about these with your business? These we do. issues? It definitely yeah. affects the supply and the demand. Huh. Um, when there is a, a local closure, um, we do have other sources. Maine is our second preference from having the local clams. We also go for the size of the clams. We inherited um, customers that like small bellies. So we get specials, which we pay extra for because when clamors, checkers check the clams, they don't get paid by the hour, they get paid by the gallon. Yeah, right. And you can shuck a lot larger clams and fill up that gallon oh, quicker right. than you can shuck the small that ones. Makes so sense. we yeah. do pay a surcharge for the specials, but we're giving the customers what they want. That's really nice. So do you know when they're coming in? So you have to have the small bellies at that time? No, you just always have some small we, bellies. We around. always have small yeah. bellies. And yeah. if we don't, they get sent back. <laughs> or we'll put on on a notice that larger bellies available upon request, because we do get customers that may not know that, and they do want the larger bellies. I like so the large bellies. We'll yeah. actually go pick some out if they're there, and then other times we say we can't you know, fulfill that because they are small to medium-sized bellies. Do you have a favorite on the menu at all? Scallops. Me too. I'm a scallops guy too. Looking really we do good right day there. boat scallops. They're fresh. They're delicious. Do you want to explain what day boat means just for people who may not know? Oh, day boat I'm picking the, a nibbling by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have to. The go boats go out and they come back the same day. And they shuck them on the way back from fishing, the scallops, and they put them in these big white 
bags and they come to us in these big white bags and we cut them open and look at them and put them in fish tubs and so they're super fresh they are super because fresh. they were <sighs> caught that day yeah yes. right did you just have a scallop i had a scallop yeah i mean what i've always loved about farnham's too is the batter's so light Tasty. That's you know because you always okay, think fried. Uh oh, one. 95 yeah. degrees and, and fried. Like no, wait, hold on. No, it's and non greasy. Would you easy. like some homemade tartar sauce? Absolutely. Oh, there you go. Mm. Mm. So you make all the tartar in house too? We do. We all the onions that we ring. We take the onion hearts and grind them up and mix them with some on, uh, relish. Mm and then add what they call is salad dressing. It's not a mayonnaise, it's a salad dressing. It's a little bit sweeter. Mm -hmm. And we mix that up and make them by the gallons. Oh, nice. Oh. All right, we have to have a little dip of that too. We'll do that. Yeah. I don't know what you want, Heather, but. I'm going to go for a clam over here. Um, that looks like a little belly to me. That is a little belly. Perfect, isn't that beautiful? Nice. Well, that's good. Yeah? That is sweeter. Mm. Now you can fight over the lobster tail. I'm not sure if you've ever had fried lobster before. You know, I was going to bring that up. But I, have you had fried lobster? I have, yeah. I have not. It is truly the lazy man lobster. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, because even, even yeah, casserole's too much work. The frying, frying's a, a great thing. Mm -hmm. Well, if you've got that deep fryer back there, you may as well just plunge it in. All right, you take a bite. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> well, because well, I want to ask too, Terry, it's like, you're open March through the holidays almost, right? Through December, yeah. yes. We've uh, extended our season yeah, you have. Uh, for two reasons. One, the demand, the customer base that we've um, established mm -hmm. will keep us in business for those months. And the biggest thing is how do you keep the product fresh? When there's a snow day or there's a storm, you're sitting on thousands of dollars worth of product. Right. And now, you know, the lights go out or there's a flood or something. And uh, Look at how beautiful that is. The staff also had requested That's that, awesome. you know, could we keep them employed for one more month? Because, you know, one of the issues, as everyone knows, oh. with restaurants is trying to find dedicated staff that yes. will come back year after year and that know the business. Um, that so might be the biggest issue with restaurants. It is here. one of the big issues. So we have appeased our staff and said, okay, we'll open the month of December, five days a week, keep you employed, and we'll. Depending on when Christmas falls, um, we'll try to stay open. And this year, Christmas does fall on a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. We will be open that following weekend. So, and do you find wow. that the community has been receptive to the elongated season? Very receptive. Yep. And one thing about Thanksgiving and Christmas is you get people that come back to the area. And mm -hmm. the day after Thanksgiving and the day after Christmas, they want their fried clams. That's a they great point. You know, I love seafood. coming to this place in the winter. It's so such a cozy feeling to be in the little shack and it's cold outside and you feel like the clams are super fresh. I don't know why I feel that way, but it's a wonderful experience, I have to say. So is that fried lobster. Okay, that's now my yes. favorite thing. That, really? That it's already so left to number light. one? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's incredible. Even more amazing than the scallop. Really? So yeah. do you have anything special planned? Because this is Essex's bicentennial this yes. year. We know there's a lot of local programming going on, fireworks and parades, et cetera, et cetera. Do you have anything special happening? Not that I know of. You're just open. You're just here. We're just here. Yeah, we are supporting everybody. the parade and the bicentennial. Mm -hmm. um, you're, you're on the, you must be on the route. So, right? The, the parade goes right down here? I don't know if the parade's going down here for this year, oh, right? Okay. Yeah, they might stick to just downtown. I'm yeah. not sure what the okay. parade route is. Yeah. So um, I want to return to your seasonality because mm -hmm. I have to say you can never stop putting out the sign that says, you know, 
opening and then you put your date down, right? In it's March? always the first Friday and I spell Friday with a Y. Right, exactly. There you but go. to me, <laughs> Friday. To our family, it's like the crocuses come up or you see the first robin and Farnham's hangs out the sign. It's like such a yes. sign of spring. It's yes. really nice. Mm -hmm. yeah. What's like, so do you feel, well, first of all, how's that feel to be such a big part of the, you know, your own community? Because yeah, you're an iconic place, like, you know, when the cupboard opens or Farnham's, mm -hmm. like, everyone has this in their mind, February, March, April, like, that's where you want to go and get in to be able to sit in such a gorgeous spot, too. Do you feel like, um, I'm trying to say, a, like an extra responsibility or something towards the community, or is it just a bigger love for your community just to know that you're, it's, you hold a special place in their hearts? It is. It's very... Um wonderful to be part of that yeah. i would say it's actually uh nationally it's significant i mean this well, view true. is in every travel magazine ever right you've been written up in a bunch of different national magazines and you know the the fried clam tour is in just about every national magazine including the new york times all the national yes, newspapers yeah. so you had some pretty it's a pretty regal spot right here i would say it how does is. that feel i'm just glad to be here and I'm very appreciative for all the people that have made it possible mm. including our staff and my husband and all our vendors that have you know put us on the map and help, helped us receive the success. Mm -hmm. And we talked a little earlier with Terry about uh, how Guy Fieri actually featured Farnham's on a show and you're still feeling that resonate today. Yes and he repeats it. Yeah. Wow. All the time. That's in Gourmet Magazine. Jane and Michael Stern, Stern came. They were sponsored with the Chamber of Commerce. And they came before we did the renovation. And they said we were a little ramshackled clam shack on the side of the road, which it was when we bought it. Mm -hmm. It was really a roadside stand that they tried to make it a little bit more. Um, if they could see it today, they'd be really surprised. Yeah, you definitely went yeah. next level. For sure. Here yeah, but too. it still has all the charm oh, of uh, Clam Shack that yep. you're kind of looking for too. So um, you haven't taken any of that away. It's wonderful. Yeah. Can you anticipate any other changes to the menu now as people's tastes have changed or what their desires have been? Well, I tried falafels. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's like, so funny. <laughs> I did. I tried yeah. falafels. I'm like, you know, I have those. Those are really good. We did the Greek dressing with it and. Uh, you know, the staff tried them and they put them on special and it takes a while to catch on. Yeah. But we weren't willing to take, it just took too much aside from what we were doing best. So sometimes it's just too good to just stick with what you have yeah. and do what you do best. Because people ask us, you don't have any steamers? And we could add that, but we really need to just focus on the fried clams. That's what we do best. Mm -hmm. How about clam fritters? That's kind of we an old... We tried that too. Yeah. And I didn't have a very good <laughs> okay. recipe for it, so... It's a very old Essex it recipe, is. I think. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And I do love them. They are one of my favorites. Yeah? Yeah, I do too. I really like them. That's why I asked. So we haven't explained this dish. You wanna... Yeah, so this will be um, one of the trends that people want, is they don't want necessarily eat fried fish. So mm. we do have grilled haddock, and it's on a fresh garden salad it's made beautiful. to order. And... Again, it's a great option for people who cannot have fried seafood. Easy, easy too. And it's yeah. and delicious. A huge portion. 
Yeah, and it's great when you're um, when you are a family coming and you've got all these different dietary needs, mm -hmm. and you're you know one the, the niece is gluten free and the yes. uncle yeah. is low fat. Yeah, that's great. It's a you beautiful salad. Look at that. Beautiful whitefish. And the and other one we have, and this was, uh, we did make a clam chowder, yeah. haddock chowder, and uh, my mother-in-law gets the credit for that because we were very this busy trying to run a I'm restaurant well, and so a family. Well, so let's do this too, though, so everyone gets a good look. Yeah. She would make the clam oh. and the haddock chowder, and at the end of Whoa, a shift, look how beautiful that is. Uh, someone had mixed oh the clam chowder with the haddock chowder. Isn't that the best? Well, we call it Klish now. It is on the menu. Really? But that day, I was like, I have a whole pot of clam chowder and haddock chowder. So I went in the kitchen, which I worked, and I cooked up some shrimp, and I cooked up some scallops, and I cooked up some That's lobsters, and I added That's it to amazing. the pot and put it on special, and it's probably number two seller to our is it clam really? chowder. It's very popular. I have never seen such an abundant seafood chowder. That is beautiful. Oh. Really beautiful. Have you competed in the Essex Clam Chowder Festival? Yes, we have. And have you done? We've got the judges vote two times. All right, um, we excellent. We didn't get the public vote, but that doesn't mean I'm going to change my uh, recipe no. because we do have a following for our clam chowder. So yeah. I just want everyone watching at home, and especially our crew here on set, to realize how delicious this food actually is. No. Yeah, exactly. Can we tell them all that it's how good it is? Stay at bay for now. Yeah, right, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have to have a little taste of this because I was really curious. Yeah. Yeah. I saw um, you had a little video or something about this, and I thought that looks really good. Mm. I got a scallop in mine, too. It's mm. great. Mm. That is beautiful. It is a perfect stew. Yes. And the base is really nice. Yeah, and delicious. again, it feels light. And I love that it, mm -hmm. it, everything's light. The batter's light. The chowder's light. You right. Don't, Sometimes you don't expect it. Even when you want something a little heavier, you know, winter time or whatever, mm -hmm. it's, it's perfect then. But that's what I, I love about it. And this is gluten-free as all our chowders are gluten-free, mm. except for the lobster bisque that we do make. And we've tried to do the gluten-free flour with that, but it just didn't taste. So mm. we still have to put the white flour in. Yeah. So you do lobster, lobster bisque. bisque. I didn't know yes. that. Wow. So Terry, did you like sort of grow into loving the culinary part of running Farnham's? I did. Yeah? Yes, I did. So when did you know, like, oh my God, I'm kind of getting hooked now? Probably from the day that I bought it. Yeah, I was really? in the kitchen, I was cooking. Um, if I wasn't here, my husband was working. You know, we would work opposite shifts and I actually enjoyed cooking. So what's your favorite day? The day you open the season or the day you close for the season? I would say both. <laughs> yeah, I look yeah. forward to the opening and then at the end, like school teachers, right. comes June, okay, I need a little, you know, a little rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But luckily yeah. off season, it's not as busy because if it was as busy like it is in the summertime, it's really hard to go that pace. Right, yeah. right. Seven exactly. days a week. So it is nice to have a little bit of respite. Yeah. But we were here a couple of days ago scouting the location before 11. They opened up and it was already, the lot was already filled. It's filled now. You've seen people come in and out too. So, I mean, jackpot. Yeah, right. right. You, this is this is pretty special what you have going on here. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah. But it's special for the whole community. That oh we, yeah, yeah, that we have these places. So yeah, yeah, so how cool is that? I mean, you must have old timers coming all the time sharing their stories. It's I wonder if some even know yeah. Wilsons and Farnham's from way back. They all know the Farnham's. The Wilsons, no. Yeah, that was short lived. That was yeah. a short lived. But yeah. uh, we have generations of people that have brought their families. Uh, one of the girls' uh, families that come in, and matter of fact, I think they're related to the Pippins, the selectmen, yeah. came in and she was gluten-free. She was the first child at age four to order a grilled haddock sandwich. <laughs> and to this day, 
She comes in, she's like 24 years old, yeah. and I keep telling you, you were the first one. Like, Aww. I didn't think kids ate grilled fish sandwiches. I thought they ate hot dogs and grilled cheese. Right. <laughs> How That's cool is great. that? Yeah. That's great. So generations, grandparents, great-grandparents, we've had celebrations of life here. People come here and they'll say it's my, it was my great-grandmother's favorite place and they have a service here mm. because they have such fond memories with their grandparents. That's pretty cool. Coming in. Do you have any specific stories that make you just really proud, like stop you in your tracks and say, wow, I'm really proud of that I have this place. Any special guests besides Guy Fieri? Uh, Michael Simon. Oh. Uh, they did the Clam Wars. Yeah, right. Uh, wow. Woodlands versus Farnham's. Right. Um, we've had a Phantom Gourmet here on numerous occasions. Mm -hmm. So, and then, and the other thing too, it's it, it must just feel cool being a destination place because it's not just it's where the locals go. We know that much. Mm -hmm. But when you're getting people, whether they're day tripping or they're just here with their with their family, maybe for a little bit in the summer, and they make a point to, you know, we have to be at Farnham's and we have to have our fried clams. Mm -hmm. you know, so, yes. what's that like? When it's you see very that? rewarding. I just, you know, for to have repeat customers and there's stories and history behind it and pictures all over Facebook now they post. I, it's, yeah, right. it's wonderful. It's yeah. very rewarding yeah. to know that we are part of family's tradition. Mm -hmm. So I will have, I want to return to those green crabs just a little bit because mm -hmm. as I said, I had written a lot about them. Could you say a little bit more about the impact you've seen? Because they, they eat the soft shell crabs, right? They do. So I, I think they went out with like a cheesecloth to try to protect the seedlings of the clams. Mm -hmm. And the green crabs come and they can eat right through that. Cheesecloth. They can eat through anything, I think. They can eat through anything yeah. and they have no predator. So I know that they're trying to find predators in a market for the green crab. And Ipswich had done a green crab festival and asked around different restaurants, can you serve something with green crabs? Can we make it a market so that we can keep down their populations? Right. Right. But they do affect the supply and the demand if they're eating all the little small seeded clams. Yeah. That's going to affect the population of the clams. Right. I and I think at one time they were offering bounties for clamors. Yeah. <laughs> if they could catch the green clams just to keep their populations down. What I had heard is they're doing a lot of trapping of the green crabs oh, okay. in these, in um, the Great Estuary. Is that what this mm -hmm. is called? Mm -hmm. And but in Maine, they were doing a different method, and they have lost 70% of their softshell clam beds. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's really pretty dire there. Yeah. So when you were saying Stunning. that you go to Maine clamors when you know these beds are not doing mm -hmm. what if we have issues, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it definitely increases the price of clams. It used to be considered an affordable family tradition people would come in and say I used to pay five dollars for a large bucket of clams and you have to put it into context you know what clamors get paid the cost of doing business and it's not considered a cheap eat anymore unfortunately yeah. Yeah. we do try to do fish and chips ten dollars because we don't want people to not come here because Clams and seafood tends to be very expensive because of the supply. It could right. be low in the demand. Well, and the labor. Your, your prices are not expensive. We try to stay within and make it reasonable. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. try to keep. So, could, because I think we have a few minutes, could you sort of describe the process of clamming, what these guys have to do? Because it's hard work, right? It is. It's backbreaking work. And it used to be full-time jobs. And now you can't make a living having a full-time clamber's job. Mm. Um, they do go out at tide. They're limited at low tide to so many pounds of clams. Mm -hmm. uh, um, 
And sometimes this two tide, so the clam will go out twice, but they're only allowed to bring in so many um, at a time. And they're raking this and they're muddy raking sand, it, right? Yes, yeah. With thick sand, yeah. With thick sand. Have you ever clammed before? I haven't. Oh, you no. really not? No. You can do actually. You can do a bunch of things around here and, and clam on your own, I or think if you, you just can get go out. Day permit. But you can even do something simple. Well, yeah, if you want to like harvest or Maybe do something like that. Maybe we should like do a that. show. But for fun, you can even get, take a kayak or something out around oh. here anytime and yeah. go. And once you get low tide to get all those sand flats, you can go, you'll see the little air bubble on the surface and you know, because That's the clam immediately wants to start digging down, just down, 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 and you have to chase it. So they have to mm -hmm. rake after it. And they do the rake because the shells are very Shot. Right, yeah. right. So and they don't the want to break the... Exactly. And does it yeah. take... It's a really good clammer who has unbroken shells. Is that right? Like they come out with... That I don't know, but the shuckers uh, can tell really good shuckers when they keep the clam together. So see how this one is broken? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We call those uh, barrel of monkeys. But the shuckers, right. if they can yeah, keep, they do. If so they can keep the neck attached... So I'm not sure how much the clamming does because they'll actually steam open the clam a little mm -hmm. bit before oh, they shuck, shuck them. It? Oh. But it's the art of keeping that in one keeping circle. It in circle. I didn't know that. There you go. I know. You learned and you got to eat a little bit. I did, yeah, yeah. exactly. So well, I think that's a wrap. I think our I think staff is like really yeah, hungry. They, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, we see the, the I know. lips quivering behind yeah, the exactly. cameras over here too. Terry Salucci, thank you so much You're for being welcome. part of Short and Sweet today and having us here. For your destination, yeah. And thanks show. for this beautiful lunch. Yeah. You're welcome. Now, yeah. so you're open seven days a week? Seven days a week um, from 11 o'clock to 9. Those are our summer hours. Mm. And do call for the fall and winter hours because our hours do change depending on the business and it obviously slows down in October and November. Okay, great. Well, I look forward to coming in the summer and then in those really cold months too. Thank so. you. So there you go. So come see Joe and Terry Salucci. That's the JT and JT Finals right here in 133 in Essex. A gorgeous spot right before the Great Mars. Thanks again, Terry. Thanks, Heather. Thank you. We'll Thank you, Corey. see you soon on Short and Sweet.